The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. Remember the Thai cave rescue? What about the mission depicted in Black Hawk Down or the epic rescue shown in Captain Phillips? You've probably heard of all of these, but did you know that U.S. Air Force Special Warfare played a pivotal role in all of them? These airmen are the most highly trained warriors on the planet. Other forces like the SEALs and Army Rangers call on them to provide skills no one else can. Not many people make the cut, but if you think you can, visit AirForce.com to learn more. This is the Busted Open Podcast. You can listen to the full show Monday through Saturday from 9 a.m. to noon Eastern on Sirius XM Fight Nation Channel 156. Welcome to the Busted Open Podcast, a very special edition of the Busted Open Podcast as myself and Thunder Rosa talk to four-time world champion Michelle McCool right now on this very special edition of the Busted Open Podcast. Warmer, sunnier days are calling. Fuel up for them with factors, no prep, no mess meals. Meet your wellness goals in time for summer thanks to the menu of chef-crafted meals with options like Calorie Smart, Protein Plus, and Keto. Factors Fresh Never Frozen Meals are dietitian approved and ready to eat in just two minutes. So no matter how busy you are, you'll always have time to enjoy nutritious, great-tasting meals. With 35 different meals and more than 60 add-ons to choose from every week, you'll always have new flavors to explore. Crush your wellness goals this May with dietitian approved meals and ingredients that you can trust. Treat yourself to restaurant-quality meals that feature premium ingredients like filet mignon, shrimp, and blackened salmon. Head to Factormeals.com Busted50 and use code Busted50 to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next month. That's code Busted50 at Factormeals.com Busted50 to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next month while your subscription is active. Four-time world champion and somebody who created a buzz this past Saturday in San Antonio at the Royal Rumble, Michelle McCool joins us here on Busted Open. Good morning, and thanks so much for the time. Good morning, and thank you all for having me. We're super excited to have you. I When I heard that you were coming in, I was like, hell yeah, you're like <laughs> one of those few. I'm, I'm, I'm a late boomer on professional wrestling, and you you and your tag team partner were one of the few that I started watching like in oh. the 2000s, you know, and, um, and, and the fact that you were going to be here, and I saw you on a Royal Rumble this weekend, I was super excited to have you. I'm like, yes, finally. <laughs> thank, you. thank you, thank you, thank you. All right, so when you hear that music, be honest, because you've now heard that th- song so many times in your career, after your career. Are you at the point where it's like, enough is enough? Is there another song you want us to play for you the next time that you're on? Yeah, I'll have to think about that. I still think of Tori when I hear it because that was originally Tori's song. And, you know, back in the day, we didn't get anything original, kind of got hand-me-downs, which I loved it at the beginning. I was like, Tori, I love it. She's like, I'm so sorry. I'm like, no, people react when they hear your music. And then they see me and they're like, wah, wah, you know. <laughs> I was like, but they think it's you coming out um, initially. So, yeah, the, I mean, the music, you know. 
Okay. It, All right. We'll, we'll we'll keep rolling with we'll keep rolling with it. I mean, there's a there's a lot to get into uh, with you, and you know, obviously, it starts with what took place this past Saturday at the Royal Rumble. Um, and you know, a lot of times when I talk to wrestlers here on this show that have you know retired, but we still see from time to time making appearances. It's like Al Pacino and The Godfather. As soon as you think that you're out, they pull you back in. And I guess I guess once you're in, you're in, right? There's no escaping it. There's no escaping, yeah. I mean, once you're in, you are in, and you never know when you might get that call or when your music might hit. You just got to stay ready. So talking about staying ready, um, I, when I watched you, like I heard your music, then you took your sweater off, and you had some pants, and you had Uggs. <laughs> Can you explain the process of choosing Well, your gear or what happened like because i was like it took me a minute and i'm like is she wrestling in uggs for real like is she wrestling in uggs like that's like the ultimate like badass move to do i wish i had done it my entire career like that is not correct <laughs> if i could have wrestled in sweats and uggs my entire career like oh my gosh that would have been perfect people don't know i literally wear uggs every day i work out in them i coach my daughter sports in them i wear them in the dead heat of the summer in texas like i love uggs like they're I, I literally live in them. So, I mean, that part was like, not even, I didn't even think about not wrestling in my Uggs. Um, but, you know, there was a little bit of uproar on the internet, which power the people, they kept asking if I was going to be there. And I was not lying. I was like, nope. I mean, I'll, I'll be there, but I'll be there with my daughter watching, you know, like I normally do because she loves it. It's right down the road. Uh, we had planned on going anyway for my husband's show the night before. And so, um, I wasn't lying. I was like, they didn't call me. Like, I would have loved to, obviously, being in, you know, in Texas, home state, whatever. So it was Thursday night. I got a call and I'm like, um, seriously, nine days before the rumble, you're asking me to rest? Like, I cannot get, I can't even get ring gear made. Like, I can't get in ring shape. There's a whole different ball game. Y'all know, like, you can be in decent shape, but ring shape is yes, I'm different. Sure. It hits different. Um, I was like, and I can't get gear made, but, you know, the guy that called me he's like just pull out some old ring gear I'm like no that's kind of all we have when we come back it's like you know try to make a statement with your ring gear <laughs> I was like hmm let me think about it so he's like just just sleep on it I was like okay I I don't know and then I was just like oh you know my daughter she still likes to see it every once in a while so I said okay I can't get ring gear made what if I come out of the audience he's like oh I like that I go can I wear my Uggs and my sweatpants he's like yeah I'm like done So I was like, all right, done. If I can wrestle in my sweats and, you know, and Uggs, I'm in. So um, took some crosses off my old gear, put them on my sweatpants. And literally that's how wow. that. <laughs> so I wasn't lying to the people though. <laughs> that's respect. That's respect right there to like pull something off like that. And I mean, I totally understand not being in, in, in ring shape. You know, I'm like recovering for an injury and I'm clear to exercise, but I'm not, I'm not nowhere near to be in the ring, you know? And it's like. Cute. Yeah. How did you mentally like prepare yourself? Because you don't even have time to. I mean, you are in excellent shape, by the way, being a mom and, and, and looking the way that you look. I was like, I need to work harder on this one. Uh, but not only having eight, nine days mm -hmm. and being able to pull some of the stunts, we'll call it stunts for those or some of the moves that you, you were taking there. How did you prepare yourself for this? You know, I think that's more of a mental game, like in all honesty, and I don't want this to come off the wrong way, but. I never really worry about the move part. Like I'm still very active. And that part always came 
fairly simple just from being an athlete. I mean, you know, um, so I wasn't really worried about, you know, am I going to be able to stay safe? Am I going to be able to keep whoever safe that I'm with? Like that really never crossed my mind. It's more the recovery game, right? Like, oh, shucks. Like my neck's going to hurt for days and my back's <laughs> going to hurt really bad. And I'm probably doing very little. Um, you know, I'm going to have rope burns all over my arms, which all that happened. So it was more just the mental game of like, when you come back after all those years, like, oh man, are the people going to, you know, even want me there? Do the girls even want me there? Like, you know, do I still have it? Like, can I still go? I mean, these girls have so much talent. Um, but the moves themselves, I wasn't worried about. It was more just the, okay, here we go. I'm coming out of the audience. You know, I'm not telling my family. Um, you know, my, you can see my daughter, like, taking my jacket, my phone. She's like, mommy, I was ready to go down. I was ready to fight. <laughs> you can see my dad. My dad's pretty void of emotion. He gives me, like, no, add a girl and I about to fall off the barricade. I'm like, really? Like, out of all times, you're going to, you know. But, um that part didn't, that part didn't really phase me. It was just more the, you know, making it mean something to, to everybody else that, you know, that you're in there with and to the fans who obviously got me there. So that was more the, the thing I struggle with. And to be able to do it in front of your family as well, to see yeah. them have that moment, to share that moment. And, and speaking of sharing, you just mentioned too, you took the crosses off your gear and put them on your sweats. I know you and your whole family, you know, your your faith is extremely strong. As we're doing this interview, you have the Trust God t-shirt. How how important is, you know, sending that message to your fans and how important is faith to you and, and to and to your family? I mean, it's the basis, you know, it's our foundation. Um, and that's how I grew up and it's just gotten me, you know, through through everything in life and it's what I rely on. I think um you know, it's not so much about getting out there and preaching it. Yes, I wear crosses on my, my ring gear, always have, whether I was a good guy or a bad guy, um, but it's more about living it, you know, and somebody just going, whoa, you know, she's different or whoa, they're different. Like, what are they, what do they have that I don't have that makes them different? But it's really just has nothing to do with me, but all, you know, everything to do with him. So um, we have this huge platform. And if you're not going to use it for good, I don't see why you would use it at all. So hopefully, you know, Hopefully it makes a difference in somebody's life. Um, and that's, that's the only thing I can hope for. It's not about going out there and preaching it. It's just, you know, trying to set an example for, you know, it starts here in our home, set an example for my kids, being the best wife I can be, being the best mom I can be, um, you know, and just loving others the way Jesus loves me. That's it. Um, and talking about, you know, being uh, an example for your family and being a mom and being a good wife. Um, one of the things that I wanted to ask you was like, did you ever, ever dream to wrestle in front of your daughters? Oh, no, 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 um, no, that, that was crazy. And that's why I did it when I came back the first time my daughter was in kindergarten. I was like, you know, this is cool. Like she's seen her daddy wrestle um granted like literally every time the dong went off she fell asleep at wrestlemania so like the first i think it was four years of her life she slept and then she finally was awake and rock beat him and she said daddy why do you never win he's like listen here kid i won for 21 years straight like you have slept so <laughs> got a little hot about that but um so i was like you know this is cool they're make they didn't make shirts for girls you know when i wrestled they didn't have like cool stuff but they they were making them for the royal rumble that i came back to um a few years ago so i was like you know this is cool. She can see that, you know, mommy's scared. Mommy's not sure if she can get in ring shape. Mommy's not sure if she can still do it, but mommy's going to do it. Mommy's going to, you know, have some courage. She's going to, you know, prepare, do all she can. And she's going to do it. Even if she's scared, um, you know, you never know how much that's going to resonate with them or how much is really going to set in. You know, I remember she came to that show and 
I'm so excited to give her my shirt. She's coming through catering later in the afternoon. I'm like, baby, I got your shirt. She goes, um, Mr. Joe from the merch stand already gave me one of Naomi shirts, so I put it on. I'm like, <laughs> we'll keep you. <laughs> I came back to wrestle for you to give you a shirt, and you're gonna wear Naomi's. It's a good thing I like her a whole lot, but uh, <laughs> you never know what really sits with them. But it was kind of the the mentality, even on Sunday. I mean, on Saturday, um, you know, sitting in the stands as it's the numbers are, you know, the countdowns and it's getting to number 10, 12, 15. And she's so excited about wrestling in general. And she's telling me, I think it's going to be to me. I think it's going to be this, you know, and I'm just kind of, at this point, I'm like taking deep breaths and I'm visualizing. I had to tell her, I was like, baby, I love how excited you are, but I just, mommy's visualizing some stuff right now. I just got to give me just a second, you know, <laughs> obviously she got it afterwards, but it's, you know, you just hope you do the best you can. I screw up on the daily, um, but it, it's cool for her to get to, to see that and you know they see us right now quote unquote not working you know so to to see the hard work that we have put in i think it's you know it's neat it's it's got to be hard to not get emotional as well like because you know like as you're explaining the relationship you have and the fact that you're gonna jump the rail and enter the rumble with your daughter at your side and like i would think that it's it's almost like you have to separate yourself for a little bit because you if you get caught up in a moment you're probably going to get emotional about it yeah totally um and and that and that's what i do because i think when i wrestled and and i hate this and i kind of did it my whole life i never really enjoyed the moment enough you know i was so focused on doing better being better making everybody happy where at times i was like well shoot i'm not happy i'm not enjoying that this just happened I didn't even realize I was the first person to come over the barricade for a Royal Rumble entry until people started talking about it. I was like, well, dang, that's pretty cool too. You know, but I never really um, enjoyed the moments as much as I should have because, there, you know, when there's so much chaos around and so much stress around, it's sometimes hard to, to compartmentalize that. So the past few years when I've gone back, you know, I've really tried to soak in those moments. I've really tried to soak in like you know, I'm a hand in my jacket. I, you know, this is pretty cool for us to be sitting here together. Hopefully, you know, she'll have this the rest of her entire life to be able to, to talk about, you know, my dad's by my side, my mom's keeping my son, you know, just, it's cool to share those moments. I just really try to hone in on them now and focus and just really appreciate the moment for what it is instead of just getting to the next one, you know, cause we're not guaranteed that next one, but that's, that's how I lived for so long. So for, for you, you know, becoming, getting married, being a mother, like, was it difficult to like leave the business? Because I mean, you're probably one of the most talented women I've seen in the ring. Like everything you've done with tag team, you were like you and Layla were absolutely fun to watch. And I don't think you guys got or the flowers that you deserve for what you've done during the time or during a very difficult time for women's wrestling like in, the, yeah. in the modern times, because I don't, like you said, there was not a lot of things given to you guys to make more money to have like a bigger platform and it was just like this little sprinkles of promos and like some of the stuff that you guys did I was I'm, I'm like now I'm like thank you for doing that for us but what, <laughs> well, what? you know it, it's, it's hard I'm sorry oh, go, go ahead. ahead no go ahead it, it, I said yeah I appreciate that because it's hard because you you know you hear about the women's evolution and of course you hear about the attitude era with Trish and Lita and Jazz and Ivory and Victoria which all amazing right like obviously but then like our little diva era kind of just gets <laughs> skipped over. You know, it's like, oh, there's these girls and then there's Women Evolution who made all this happen. You know, so I appreciate that you, you say that because we did, we had to fight and claw. And, you know, I even think on my retirement match, I think we were given 12 minutes with entrances. So probably 
you know, nine minutes of wrestling. And we thought that was just, we thought it was a rip. We're like, we're getting this much time. Like, wow. Getting not, like, cause normally we had two or three, we weren't, didn't have any plans for the next week. So Layla and I would try to do a little something to make the fans wonder like, why did they do that? We didn't know why we were doing it. We were trying to just make people wonder why we were doing it, hoping that it led to, you know, whatever, um, some screen time the next week. And you said that was hard because I mean, I grew up loving the business and when you love something so much and then you start, you know, um, not enjoying it as much because of whether it's, you know, obviously I'm married to top guy, right? So clearly I got everything because of who my husband is, not the hard work that I put in. Um, you know, so there's that aspect of it. And there's, you know, just all this chaos around all the time. You just, we really were just fighting for our spot and, um, we didn't know we'd be on TV the next week. So it, it, it was hard. I wouldn't change it. I'm not afraid to fight. I'm not afraid to, to work for what I've got. In fact, we were just lecturing our daughter about that. Um, but it was hard and it was stressful and, and it broke my heart um, to retire, but I wanted to retire one to, to have a child, but two, I started not liking something that I loved so much. And it wasn't an overnight decision. It was like a two year process. You know, and I talked to Vince about it. He's like, whatever you want to do, like, you've got, you know, you've got my blessing, whatever you want to do, you just let me know. And I was just like, I don't want to hate something that I absolutely love and adore. And that's what was happening slowly, you know, day by day, week by week. And so it wasn't an overnight decision. Um, still, it wasn't easy to step away, you know, and then it was, it was rough after that for a little while, because you look back, like, or you start watching, you're like, dang, wish we had a little bit of that, you know? happy for the girls obviously but gosh just a little bit would have been so you know so nice and but it it makes now a thousand times better I've never felt more loved by the fans than when I came out on Sunday you know we we didn't get that and um that's just super special I can truly just appreciate that so much more because of how things were when we wrestled you know years ago well, I want to yeah. go back to what Thunder just said really quick, Thunder. What you just said is yeah. that I think you can, Michelle, you can look at that and what's going on now. And, you know, women getting, you know, 20, 25, 30 minutes in the ring on TV because of what you were able to do. Like, I think you were the foundation of that, you know, and I hope you look back at your career and understand that, man, it does, it does stink that you weren't able to be a part of that era. But if it wasn't for, you know, women like you, we wouldn't have the era that we're living in right now. Yeah, no, I, I appreciate that. I appreciate that a lot. And it's, yeah, it's beautiful to see not only women getting 25, 30 minutes, but there being more than one, more than one women's match on a card. Like that's bananas to me, you know? Um, so no, it totally get it. And like I said, I wouldn't change a thing. I mean, I've never shot away from hard work. I've never shot away from, you know, week after week, pitching storylines, fighting for, for what we did get. And I'm appreciative of that. Um, you know, we built something beautiful and yes, it did. Obviously there were a gazillion girls before me and plenty after me that helped pave the way, but it's special to be a part of that for sure. We're talking about like pitching ideas, like, um, like how difficult was for you to like be rejected. Um, if you have 55 ideas and like 54 were rejected, how difficult was that for you to continue going, especially at the, at, at the time that you guys were with the divas, Right. Yeah. Like you get rejected and then that other one might go to somebody else. And that's just how it is. Like, Ooh. you know, you, but I mean, you know, that's real talk. Like that's literally, and you kind of expected that. So I think when you have that expectation of not that it's a great expectation to have, but like, we're probably not going to get this. It's probably not going to happen. 
but once you have that, you know, like you get pleasantly surprised when it does. Right. So, I mean, I never shied away. I would literally lay out the cities we were going to be in, draw out like six week storylines. We fought so hard to get a Divas championship belt, a Divas championship on SmackDown. And so many people talk about, you know, how ugly the belt was and how it's a disgrace to go. I'm like, I wouldn't have cared if it were a garbage can I was wearing around my waist, like something to fight for. I don't care if it was a butterfly belt. Like, I don't care. You know, so, I mean, it never stopped me from fighting. It was discouraging and it was hard. And sometimes you, you do just want to throw on the top. Like, what is the point? But, um, you know, then where would that get you? Who did pitch out the idea of having that belt? Was it a meeting with you guys or like who can create no, him up with like having the Divas uh, title? Um, I pitched it a lot, a whole lot. Um, trying to think, I know Tori stepped in and helped too, but I, I pitched the idea of bringing a title to SmackDown. Awesome. I just wouldn't give up. Good for you. Um, you know, you talked about the transition you made. I got to say, the transition your your husband has made uh, from being in the ring as an active wrestler, and, and fortunately I've been a part of some of that transition of with him on the microphone and him doing these one-man shows. Like, he's he's got a natural talent, and I hope he really takes it to another level because I think he can be a radio host. I think he can have his own podcast. I think he can do that. Uh did that surprise you or did you see that in him before he decided to make that move? No, it didn't surprise me, obviously. I mean, I, you know, I love the guy. I know him. I know he can talk. I know his personality. Um, so that didn't surprise me. Um, however, it did kind of surprise me him doing these larger shows. because He's always said he, contrary to what he's done, like speaking as the undertaker, speaking hundreds of, in front of hundreds of thousands of people, no problem, but he hates speaking in front of people as Mark. So I think when he did his hall of fame speech, which, you know, clearly was so amazing. Um, you know, I think our godson's dad, uh, godson's, can you think my son's godfather, <laughs> oh my God, okay. my son's godfather. Uh, he put it perfect. He said, you know, his hall of fame speech was like part Ted talk, part pastor who cusses a little bit too much. And I was like, that's kind of perfect. Like it was, it was so great. And I think people were like, Oh shoot. You know, he can talk, like he can talk. We got to do something with this. Of course, he and I were both like, of course you can talk. Like, what did they think? Like, clearly they knew Undertaker was a dead man walking, right? Like they created <laughs> this character. Um, so I wasn't shocked. Uh, I, I do love, it. I don't know if you've been to one of his shows, but I mean, it's, it's fun. Um, and I, I do, I hope he keeps, I hope he keeps doing them. Are you planning to do something similar to that? Because I, I feel like you have a lot to to give to so many women that, you know, have struggled in 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 corporate America to make a name for themselves and to actually create a place for them to feel respected. That's sweet. And I can't tell you how much that means because, you know, people struggle with their identity once they leave the wrestling business. Right. And yes. I don't even think I have a name half these days. It's really just Undertaker's wife, which clearly I love him and adore him more than anything in this world. But I'm like, Lord, you know, I have a name. Like I have a name. I'm not just Undertaker's wife. Um, so it's hard. It's hard in that regard. Um, still anything I do is because of him, which just, you know, I've got a smart mouth and these days I'm too old to be like, you know, it just lights a fire under me. <laughs> I did come out during his show on Friday in San Antonio. He wanted to do a little bit with me. And that was fun. Just, you know, feeding mm -hmm. off each other and him up on stage. But 
um, I, I do love helping people. My, my passion is with kids, you know, so coaching and mentoring them is, is, is huge to me. Um, Special Olympic stuff. I haven't really thought about doing that, no, but uh, it would be pretty cool. Yeah, because uh, Thunder, I can see Michelle being a motivational speaker, but I oh, can yeah. also see her being like a radio host or a TV host. Like I could see, I could see her coming on the microphone and laying some truths out to people on a daily basis. What do you think? Yeah, I, I mean, I think so. I, I, you have, I mean, you're definitely very uh, fiery and spicy, and like you have so much to say. And I, I don't feel like, I don't feel like people have heard the real truth of a lot of things that you went through that are so important to so many uh, new wrestlers that are coming or other women that are going through the same thing that you went through. This is like in the early two thousands, like in, in the 19, yeah. 1990s, you know, it's not that far away in, yeah. in, in how it has shaped you now as a woman and, yeah. and being again, and being married, somebody more famous than you are and not people not giving you the space and not giving you the respect as, as, as an athlete, as a female athlete. Cause like I said, you were one of the best in the ring and, and, and I don't feel like everybody's like, Oh yeah. Yeah. Like, Undertaker's wife. No, she's not. She's Michelle McCool. Like, she is Michelle McCool. She has a name, and she was a champion yep. too. And she, you know, she helped other women to get respect during that time. I appreciate that. Well, you know, this world. I mean, it's easier to hate on somebody than to love them, right? Or it's easier just to be, you know, mean to somebody instead of just you know being cool and kind and, and supporting each other because that's you know not the cool thing to do, but it's the right thing to do, and it just it gives you so much more peace. But I think people so are just so quick to, especially when I was wrestling, you know, oh, it's Undertaker's wife. She doesn't deserve this. She doesn't deserve that. And now they kind of appreciate it, you know, granted years and years later, but you know, why not just get to know somebody for who they are, right? Like everybody puts their pants on one leg at a time, my husband included, um, you know, so it's just, it's fun when people actually get to know you. Um, I'm the type of person, a lot of times I'm like, you know, I don't even want to give them that credit, tell them who I am. Let them think what they want to think. It's not really affecting me. <laughs> you know, it's not changing how I live or who I am. Um, but what can you do? Busted Open is part of the SiriusXM Sports Podcast Network. If you enjoyed this episode and want to hear more, please give a five-star rating and leave a review. Subscribe today wherever you stream your podcast. Catch the full three hours of Busted Open Monday through Saturday at 9 a.m. Eastern on Sirius XM Fight Nation, channel 156. Go to SiriusXM.com backslash Busted Open Trial to start your free trial today. Reese's Peanut Butter Cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, <laughs> that's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand.